This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, Masturbation Gibbon. Harvey Badman, attorney in jail. Dick pics are made from Dixels. Howling Mad Modoc. Bed, bath, and beyond meat. Time plus farts equals more farts. Brain surgery can't fix the weight. I'm going to put my headphones down for a moment and go wash my eye out. Six tacos in an office depot farking lot no cuts no butts a delicious frameless number back to regular old ass non-organic farming did somebody order a lawyer singing in the snow with wendy and more on this episode of the morning stream if you want to see your name in lights all you have to do is type it because when you type something at the computer what you're doing in effect is turning on a lot of little points of light on the screen Each of these points of light is called a picture element, or pixel for short. Now why would anyone send an angry message to you? This is the morning stream. Game over, man. Game over. Morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It is February fourth, twenty twenty-one, with Scott and Brian. And Brian, I have a question for you right off the top of the show. Are you ready for this? Right off the bat. Okay. Right. Uh, when was the first time you heard that picture elements is the long form of pixels? Mm. I, I imagine I've heard that before, but I've completely forgotten about it until now. I was like, oh, really? Pic- pixel, picture, element. Pix. I work with pixels oh. every day and have for 20-something years in a professional manner, and I learned it like two days ago. <laughs> I had no idea yeah. that pixels was short. Yeah, and I put up that tweet. People are re- referencing the tweet where I said, hey, I asked the same question, basically, the, of uh, Twitter. Like, when's the first time you heard of it? Vast majority of people, 99% of them, I would say, said, right now. This is the first time I've heard yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, I imagine, you know, oh, something in my eye. I think an eyelash or something. That's no good. Or a piece of poo. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, no, I, like, if I ever learned that, I'd forgotten about it until now. So does that make... Uh, Mr. Mixius Pitalik, uh, is he like, is that short for Mr. Pixel Picture Elemental Zilzik? Oh my gosh. Hadn't thought of that. Yeah, now you're making me right? question everything. That's that's not it's what all, I came here for. It's all, it's all so very, it's very distressing. Uh, so look at this. Uh, oh, by the way, I should give credit. The people that did come back, it was very interesting. The people that came back with knowing it and saying, I learned that in 1980, whatever. Yeah. We're all old, old, <laughs> I shouldn't say old, old, older <laughs> uh, computer, <laughs> computer nerds, tax engineers or whatever that were like schooled in the late 70s, early 80s. Like those people from like those days. Sure. They, like people use VAC systems and stuff. Yeah. They all knew about the <laughs> pixel thing because they were, they all had it hammered into their head. These are called yeah. picture elements because that's really when that started happening. And it makes sense that they would. And then there's this long swath where no one said anything, including all my time. Like, I, I spent a lot of time talking about 
pixels in every other context totally, except what yeah. the word meant. I just always thought it was the word, and that's all there was to it. Like they just when they said this little unit of of space will be called a pixel from here forth and forevermore. Yeah, and then and then the other ones that seem to know it are people who are like in college now, because for some reason they're teaching it again. Or they're mm-hmm. hearing it again in class or whatever. Or it's fresh, I guess. Because maybe you and I did hear it and we forgot. I don't know. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out. What a weird thing. That's really cool. Picture that is elements. really cool. Yeah. So Patrick's uh, stupid podcast name for his his uh, <laughs> video game show is actually Picture Elements. Picture Elements, right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. With Patrick yes. Beja, which probably means something else even and we don't know it. Anyway, welcome to the oh show, Oh my everybody. God, my eye is driving me nuts. So you got, like, nuts, some, you got some kind of a big, big object in there. You got you got any kind of well, uh, no? It's it's a little object. I mean, it's a it's an object that's bothering the hell out of me. Like it's definitely. Uh, I know why, because you got a contact why? on top of it. You got some big old hair in there, and then you yeah, got, and it's like the corner of it is stuck under the contact yeah. lens, and so it's just going. Yeah. Do you need a sec to go like hose it out or anything, or what do you want to do there with that? There? I might. I what? actually might. go do that. Go do it. I pause the show. Let's can you, do it. Can you? Uh, I hate making you do that. No, I don't mind. I'm going to entertain these people while you go All pull right. that shit okay. out of your eye. Okay, okay. we're we're back. Brian's back. Brian, uh, you never never saw what was in my eye, and it's still there's still a little. But I, it might just be <laughs> that feeling after you take your contact lens out. So uh, I'm going to give the give everybody a choice today. Yeah, uh, I've got a pair of so my contact lens is out. So I can't see. Yeah. So I've got a choice of glasses for the rest of the episode. Okay. We've either got these, this delicious uh, frameless number right here. That right there looks like you're gonna go. You're gonna work on some. Um, uh, you're gonna do some blowtorch type, not not blowtorch, but like some really <laughs> careful machinery work. And you gotta you gotta have those for both protection, but also uh, they will correct your lens as you're, as you're really on. okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So very industrial looking. That's- all right. That's A, A okay. or B, A or B, A or B. Yeah. This is uh, the other choice. Ah, uh, yes. A. This is more, more frames. This is more Professor Ribbit. I have a question. Uh, okay, let's go with B. You like B? Okay. Well, I mean, I'd rather be Professor Ribbit than I'm going to go weld a couple of pieces <laughs> of equipment together. I mean, although actually, I take that back. The uh, the chat room. Oh man, it's so. Like there's a lot of A's, there's a lot of B's. Mm. This oh, is like geez. getting your eyes checked. You do, the doctor's like A or B, A or B, and you're yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. They're about the same. Um, I don't know, you guys. I A B yeah. people are saying put both on. <laughs> Thank you, codes from home. Just A B. Yeah. Just uh, stick them on top of each other. Yeah, stack I'm them. gonna say I'm gonna say I'm seeing more A's than B's. Let's All right. do. Uh, Let's put A on. We'll do the frameless. Yeah. We'll do the frameless jobbers. All right. There it is. You're like, let me see. Is did you bring your watch with you, sir? Okay, great. Uh, Let me go in the back, see if I can look at it, see what's right, making it tick wrong. Perfect. All right, good. All right, all right. Uh, Well done. Well done. Hey, uh, I don't know how your day started, (laughs) but mine started with the following. Okay. Uh, The dog, the big one, Ripley. Yes. Uh Ellen Ripley, the giant uh, freaking Weimer Reimer dog. The gentleman Reimer Weiner. Yes. Uh, she is a beast. And um, anyway, she gets really excited in the morning because she knows it's eating time, right? Super stoked. So mm-hmm. you send her outside. She does a quick pee. She comes in. She knows that means food's next. You fill up her little... Uh, we have one of those swirly bowls, so she has to like work to get all the pieces because she eats too fast. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yep, yep. And Carter does this thing where she makes her sit and wait until she tells her it's okay. So she fills the bowl, has her sit. 
She sits, stares at you, waits so, for the okay. So the dog understands the word waint? Uh, wait or wait. Either one. Either one works. <laughs> okay, good. And then she'll say, in the last <laughs> second, she'll go, come. And then the dog will do it. So then, okay. so anyway, she's, she's sitting there doing that. Now, the problem is with this particular dog, and maybe breed, she slobbers all the time while she's sitting there waiting. So she's just mm-hmm, slobbering like a waterfall, just blah, 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 just coming out of her mouth <laughs> because she's so hungry. I mean, she's just her mouth right. watering. She's just stoked. Yeah, she's a dog. She's Pavel. She, she's doing the whole Pavlov thing. Basically. Now here's the problem, though. If you do this long enough, I think we I think we ran into a problem because as soon as she was about to say, "Okay, it's time," the dog gets up on all fours, leans over, and starts doing that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sound, yeah, uh-huh. and yeah. Uh, I thought, let's get him out. Bleh, bleh. Let's start, you know, <laughs> right, get her outside. Exactly. So he took her outside, at least onto a, a hardwood floor, some sort of cleanable surface, away from any rugs or carpets. Yeah, get away yeah. from these because she was right by a rug. So I got her outside, and she still does it for a while, and what? And she ends up horking up nothing but just like foam, right? Like kind of spit foam, and and then she was fine, and then she was starving again. And so what I think happened there is she had slobbered herself too much and was like choking on her own freaking slobber spit is what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And just so excited oh. about it that she's now like gagging on it and doing them. <laughs> it was not fun. Not fun. Oh, but she's fine now. Thing. She ate. She went out and pooped. She came back in. <clears throat> she's just chilling right now. Everything's everything's great. That dog is normally no problem. But today it was like. Got a mouthful of spit and you're screwed. Anyway. That sucks. Saturday night at its house. All right, moving on. Hey, <laughs> we do a thing on Thursdays now that a lot of people have, uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback about this segment and people like it a lot. Okay, good. I was going to say, getting feedback is good. Getting good feedback is better. It, you're not wrong. And uh, <clears throat> today, uh, I'd like to tell everyone that the feedback has been nothing but good. So we're going to do this. I think science. Is cool. So do I. Joining us now is Bobby Frankenberger, who is here to talk about science. He's uh, his hair is just getting longer. He has and different hair than I thought. Longer. Why did I think your hair was short? I don't know why I thought that. I usually I think- try to tuck it behind so that I don't look too crazy. I and I normally do have short hair, but the the pandemic has has done a number. I feel yeah, like it grew my to desire visit, to hard do to it. visit Fantastic Sam's during all this, right? <laughs> Well, my wife used to cut my hair, and then and then I stopped letting her do it because um, because I wanted something specific done, and then sure, she, she was refused. not good at it. <laughs> and then um and then now here I am. The you see the rest of the story. If you don't right? have look, if you don't have like a record to keep about never paying for a haircut, then by all mm-hmm. means, quit having your wife do your hair. But. Yeah, I can't. Well, I do. I pay for it for sure, and it's too much money, so I'm making it up for the both of us. There you Scott. go. There you I go. like it. Perfect. Uh, it just seems like last between last week and today, it grew like four inches. But <laughs> yeah, here, I, I'll try to tuck it back again so uh, it's not too distracting. Well, either way, there's there's some science about the hair, but we're not going to talk about that today. Uh, instead, you and I were passing around some some conversation earlier about yeah different things, and one of the things people are really stoked about in our new. Uh, forward thinking sort of I don't know global thinking of like how are we going to survive what's the next step for humanity population continues to grow what are we going to do and one of those is hey what about more sustainable food sources like Mm -hmm. lab grown meats 
or yeah. you know mm-hmm. uh impossible so, meats and impossible beyond meats. meats yes beyond impossible and, and who knows what's after beyond that meat uh all those things those are a thing um yeah. but also stuff like organic grass-fed mm-hmm. you know we only have four cows in here instead of 800 and they all live outside <laughs> and and that right. sort of thing but what scientists are finding is that we're having roughly the same amount of greenhouse impact as regular meats. <laughs> so what's the point? Right. In some cases, more. Right. Like it seems like we're we're spinning our wheels. What are you going to do? Yeah. Are you going to so let there, Bobby answer at some yes, point? There's yes. a, yeah. There's a lot of questions in there, and I understand <laughs> the anxiety. <laughs> there's a lot um, because because a lot of people are yelling at us from a lot of different directions, telling us that we're doing things wrong and we've been doing it wrong forever about everything, capitalism to to light bulbs to everything. Um, mm. And uh, and here's another one that's like that. So the study you talked about had to do with greenhouse gases. Yeah. And um. But I think we should level the playing field a little bit in case people aren't don't know greenhouse gases. When you talk about those, you're talking about like carbon dioxide and methane mostly, which are just gases in the atmosphere. And the more of those gases you have in the atmosphere, the more heat gets trapped from the sun on on the surface of the Earth. So it leads to warming uh, over time and like a greenhouse. And that's why we call them greenhouse gases. Um, This study that you sent me Mm -hmm. asking me, hey, Let's take a look at this. Are you? Do you think there's something here? Looked at the greenhouse gas impact of so-called organic meats. Um, I'm using scare quotes because, well, you didn't realize you're going to be triggering me with this. Um, I never, I never heard there. <laughs> I remember the first time I've heard of that called scare quotes. I always just heard air quotes, but now, but you're saying this scare has quotes. like a ooh, this is a scary thing. The government doesn't I like, want to tell yeah. you about or whatever. <laughs> right, right. I like that phrasing too. Scare quotes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Good. So yeah. So they're saying that they're 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 saying surprise organic meat production has roughly the same greenhouse impact as regular meats. And I will cut to the chase and say this is a good study and they're right. Um, and uh, But it's an important one. It's important to talk about because we have so much conversation in the public sphere about organic food production and proponents of organic farming sort of push the organic agenda of farming methods that are better for the environment. and But they're not. Mm. And that's what I wanted to talk about, that they're not better for the environment. Um, So that might be surprising. There's a lot to talk about with organic food, and I don't think we're going to get into all of it. But I wanted to talk specifically about that question. Is organic farming better for the environment? Sure. Um, It sounds like it's about an equal deal, right? Like kind uh, of. Well, at least this study says that about greenhouse gas emissions. Mm. Um, uh, But uh, but yeah, and we need to talk. So. I don't want to undersell the study seems small and like, okay, whatever. But the reason it's important because when you talk about organic foods and, and whether or not it's good or bad, it has a lot of implications for global food production and policy making across the world that could feed hungry people. So this sussing this kind of stuff out is actually quite important. Mm. Um, figuring out what is the science behind the real science behind organic food. Um, and credit where credit's due. This was a study out of a... They were a team in Griefswald, Germany. Uh, <laughs> right. The Technical yes, the University of Munich, I guess. Uh, and they were uh, they were the ones that did this study. But the the ramifications are 
are are what? Like, do we just back off and go, well, I guess it's back to regular old ass non-organic farming because this didn't work? Or- <laughs> well, okay, so to, the study, the study, just so we understand what the study was talking about, it's it's a this particular study is a narrow study. It looked at the lifetime, not the lifetime, but the the overall production of greenhouse gases over the the entire course of of meat production so they looked at from the start they're talking about like what kind of greenhouse gas gases are are produced when you process the feed using fertilizers to process the feed they are eventually going to feed the animals um, versus organically fed animals that would the way that they define organic meat is is farm animals that were fed using crops and feed that were not that fertilizer wasn't used to to grow those feeds sure um and so they found that there's almost like like we've been saying there's almost no difference between in fact chicken seems to even produce more greenhouse gas organic chicken produces more than than regular chicken in terms of greenhouse gases yeah interesting so yeah. because they don't have the fart problem that the cows do. Right? <laughs> the methane issue, yeah. yeah. No, and it's funny that you say that because this is one of the reasons <laughs> actually why uh, why this actually might produce just as much as normal um, uh, intensively fed or, or, or typical farming practices for, for, for animals. Um, is the is the fart production? Yeah. Um, <laughs> because yeah. when you when you when you have organic animals that are grown and fed organically, they live a much longer life because they they take longer to get to um, to get to the size that you want them to be before you butcher them and pr- pack up their meat. Yeah, because normally you uh, steroid them into being all like a fat chicken and kill right. them early. Yeah. So right, and time. so it turns out the longer an animal lives, the more farts it produces. Yeah, go and, uh, Yeah, go <laughs> like people, and like so me. Meth- yeah, <laughs> and um, and uh, but also the more food that you have to feed them. Yeah, yeah, and that food has to be grown. Right. This is this what it sounds like to me. Per usual, this is my big takeaway. Okay, everything in this life that seems like we. You know, we want stuff immediately. We want to be able to say, mm-hmm. oh, man, pollution. Tomorrow I want that gone. But what ends up happening is you realize how weirdly interconnected everything is and nothing's a simple yes. cut and dry kind of A and B sort of thing. It's like saying, you know, like all these electric cars we have now, it's great. We're in a new era. Someone in the chat mentioned this, so it reminded me of it. But it's great. Electric, pure electric cars. But what you don't think about are their tires are still rubber. Rubber production costs this and does that and is petroleum based and it's like having gas on your car kind of permanent permanent gas right. rings stuck to your car. Uh, you have <laughs> you have the issues of how do you produce that much electricity or where that stuff doesn't just come out of thin air. You got to like generate it and how do you generate it? A lot of coal in some places, a lot of other ways in other places. So the sustainability mm-hmm. just gets shifted around a little bit. So the veneer looks like oh look at us electrics woo! But what's really yeah. happening is underneath we're like scrambling to try to make it all work and it's still the same some of the same processes and so i don't know for me like it's like a reality wake-up call to say mm-hmm. there is no overnight you can't just freaking cut yeah. this thing it's in half never going to be a hundred percent or at least not initially going to be a hundred percent it's got to be a gradual thing as we all the systems around sustainability 
become sustainable themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out that the environment is complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. It's, <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, so, so, um, so fixing it is a complicated problem. Yeah. Um, but uh, when it comes to organic meat production, it really comes down to how do you produce the food? We could talk like it's a different conversation. I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying it's like animal treatment is is a different conversation than the one we're having yeah, right now. They're connected, mm-hmm. but we're not. That is not today. Today is not. Yeah. That so discussion. so we could we could have a different conversation about uh, ethics in the way we treat animals. But that's not the argument that's usually made when it comes to is organic better for the environment because right. uh because so let's let's discuss that then how is is organic food production better for the environment or not mm. um and it's it's complicated yes but maybe not as complicated as 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 it at first seems to be clear uh any kind of farming is bad for the environment it just is yeah um no matter how you cut it, organic farming, in what so-called intensive farming, um, which would be like the way we typically mass produce uh, crops. Yeah, and but for the record, you're talking about mass production farming. We're not talking about you know humans in the 1700s trying to make a patch of land produce a couple of pumpkins and a piece of corn. Like we're we're talking about like big yeah big food production. You know, 90 billion tons of corn a week, kind of deal like that well it's it's a scale question right because even your garden uh has an impact on the micro environment around it right like just around the soil it's gonna suck up co2 and nitrogen from the soil it's if you do use fertilizers there will be fertilizer um stuff in in that small area it's not going to have a huge global impact but when you scale it up to a large farm yes it's going to have that's when it starts to become a concern so the problems are the same at every level uh it's just on a larger scale what are the the large impacts of it yeah well the solution is we need to figure out a way to live on cow farts and chicken farts we can do that. I, well, we're definitely <laughs> producing a lot of them. We are. So, so why yeah. don't, you know, we ought to harness that. I'm sure this is easy. I'm sure it's no problem. Somebody should figure no out a way. No problem at all. Yeah. Just reach My car runs on cow farts. Yeah. 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 Little yeah. tiny yeah. compact cars could run on chicken farts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got this. You this put, is it. We're done. Put instead load in chickens cars? into the back of your car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of smart cars, we have fart cars. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, you'll so, have farking lots. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, I know. That got now, close. that's a whole different thing. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's out back behind the uh, the Target Supercenter. <laughs> um, all so, right. So, just to swing it around to, uh, is anything... Is anything being done? Like, is there? Are we are we headed toward uh, any solutions on this, or are we just in the middle of the? This is more complicated than we thought. Like, where are we at? No. So, so the the soapbox part of this conversation that we have is me saying yes, we are trying to do things about it. Scientists are trying to do things about it all the time, but organic lobbies um, keep coming by and trying to slow down the progress that we're making. So. Um, the, the reason that organic food production is worse for the environment has mostly to do with the fact that organic food production takes more land to make the same amount of food. It takes more water to make the same amount of food. It takes more stuff. So you cannot produce as much food 
on the same amount of land because all the advances that we've made in farming make it so that we can take that same amount of land and make more food. And so let's say you wanted to produce four, a, a ton, a, one ton of grain. Um, an organic farm has to be X big to make one ton of grain. And a, a typical modern farm can be much smaller and the rest of the the land that would have been used by organic farms, we could just leave it trees. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and the things that you we need want an it to be. Oxygen farm, basically. Yeah. An right, oxygen right. farm. Let's farm um, more oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> now, some people will say, well, they don't do that. They just use the same amount of land and make uh, make a bunch of food so that they can, you know, make a ton of money. But then you that's when you start talking about how, well, uh, we also want to talk about feeding the world and world hunger. So make a choice, right? Like, okay, yeah, you can you can cut production and make less food on the same amount of land, and or make less use less land to do the the farming, and you're going to have to make people starve because we already do not produce enough food to feed the world. So, how do we do that? is by coming up with advances in farming technology, um, GMO technology, and to, to produce more food, um, better fertilizers that are not having a negative impact on the environment. Because scientists want that. They don't, it's mm-hmm. not like they're saying, you know, screw the environment. It's, uh, <laughs> the, the, if they could make, if they're trying all the time to make pesticides and, and fertilizers that have less impact on the environment, that is the goal. Mm. So you have to let them do the work to do it. You sure. Know? sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. It's going to be your yeah. grandkids that will go, ah, oh, these initiatives worked. Or there's still too many chicken farts, they'll say. <laughs> <laughs> 2075. You never know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's uh, interesting stuff. If you want to read this entire article we found this from, it's from sciencemint.com. Just go find the, uh, just go search for the organic meats uh, section over there if you want to read more. And uh, learn about factory farming in general because it's an interesting subject that you probably don't know much about. You just go to your store and you buy your stuff and you don't think about it. But there's a reason those carrots are so big and you got them so fast and you got them so cheap. Steroids. That's right. It's all steroids. (laughs) Uh, Bobby, always a pleasure. Let people know where they can find more Frankenberger science. Uh, I've got a podcast called All Around Science. We do um, science news and deep dives into topics like this. And I want to, we would, if if we were to cover this on our podcast, and maybe we will in the future, uh, we would go deeper and, and kind of flesh this out a lot more. This is a very surface uh, rant I was making, less of an argument. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I know some people in the chat were saying that uh, they 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 know a lot about this and that they have a lot of disagreements with me, and and we could talk about that for sure. But because um, I'm not, I, I was not trying to make the 30 minute long sophisticated argument here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but we might do something like that on the podcast. So check it out, All Around Science. Um, you can go to allaroundscience.com or just find it on podcast places very nice podcast places.org just kidding doesn't yeah. exist that one taken have a good one bobby we'll Rate see you next time me on podcast pl- podcast places so i can be number one yeah man we gotta beat keith and the girl this month let's do it <laughs> free talk live's got that number one spot we want to take it ah <laughs> uh, go ask your uh, you can ask yourselves it's not that old <laughs> That's right. Ask your older brother ask your older brother um okay hey we're gonna do the news and uh Let's see what time is it. Yeah, oh yeah, we got time. Lots of time for news. So here's this. 
It's time for the news brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. That is at uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Justin Timberlake is turning the ripe old age of 40. Oh, man, what a... What an old fart he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an old fart that could power my car. Uh, Justin Timberlake turning 40, so we'll have a couple sets of covers of him, as well as an interview that uh, I won't tell you about right now. I'm going to wait until a little bit later in the show and tell you about the interview. Um, but it's really cool. It's a uh, uh, an exciting, I don't know, it's a band that you're really going to dig. And I interviewed okay. him, and we'll find out more about that later. That's awesome. Is it a band I know? Is it like a... Uh, no. No, but it's a band you're going to know. Oh. That's what's cool about it. Ooh, we're getting out in front of this, are we? Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's how all bands, they all have to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. And uh, today on Coverville's where it's going to start. Yeah, if that's the, the <laughs> hey, if that's A, I can't wait to see where Z is. That's amazing. Right. See? Uh, here's a fun one. I don't like the TSA, but I haven't been to an airport in a long time either. So kind of forgot <laughs> what it was like. I don't like, like TSA. <laughs> Uh, you guys could add that one, but it needs the E on the end, so we probably needs the it. E. It's yeah, that's that was uh, do as I say, not as I do. There you go. <laughs> that's my parenting uh, uh, advice for everyone. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Happy twenty fourth to your son, by the way. Jeez. Good that's lord, I know. Twenty four yeah. years. What is that even about? What are we even doing? Yeah, he asked for a uh, a bartending set, and that's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. So he's got like a. Boston shaker and a strainer and a muddling, yeah, a muddler and uh, one of those long goofy spoons with the twisty. Oh right, yeah, the twisty stems. They and can, uh, uh, made by uh, Galoob, the hot new collection by Galoob. <laughs> right, exactly. It just seems yeah, like it's... five minutes ago he was twelve and we were going to that that bowling alley for Nerd Tag yeah, or twenty ten or whatever. It's crazy. How is this possible? Yeah, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't. Nope. Anyway, here we are. TSA. An agent has now been convicted. So it's one of the dudes at the place, you know, saying, excuse me, ma'am, can I check your shoes or whatever? Take off your shoes. Yeah, that guy. Take off your belt. Yeah, this dude, this guy. You know this guy. Uh Uh-huh. He's been convicted of tricking women into showing him her breasts at LAX. Of course, LAX. Freaking worst airport on the planet. Freaking hate that airport. (laughs) Former Transportation Security Administration agent was accused of tricking a traveler into showing her uh, her boobs as she as she went through the security in Los Angeles International Airport or LAX for short. No contest Friday to false imprisonment. uh, Authority said Uh, he pled that. By the way, Jonathan Lom Lomely Lomely. All the lonely people. (laughs) Why do you shoot my boobs with a camera? <laughs> uh, he entered the plea in a felony court and was sentenced to 60 days in county jail. 52 class, uh, or, sorry, 52 classes arresting sexual compulsion and two years probation. Wow. California's attorney general announced uh, he was also banned from working as a security guard of any kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was charged with using fraud or deceit to uh, falsely imprison the woman in June of 2019. They just kind of pulled her over into the booth and... That's still imprisonment, I guess. Uh, the woman told well, investigators... Well, no, it went further than that. Oh, it did? Oh, it mm-hmm. did. Uh, they told investigators that he told her he had to look inside her bra to ensure <clears throat> she wasn't hiding anything. He had her uh, hold her pants away from her waist for a check. Come on, man. <laughs> and then uh, when she... Uh, or, sorry. And then said she would... Uh, sorry. He would take her to a private room for further security screening. 
but when they uh, were alone on an elevator, Lomely told the woman he could perform the screening there and ordered her to lift her shirt and show her breasts, uh, then looked down her pants. Lomely then uh, told the woman she was free to go and added that she had nice breasts. <laughs> well, that was nice of him. You might have gotten away with it if it weren't for that last little bit. Yeah, that last <laughs> that last bit. You may have had an inkling of maybe. Darn, he went too far. Ah, oh, I complimented her on her breasts. Shoot, what have I done? Anyway, Jeez. that guy rightly is going to spend some jail time, yeah. although maybe not long enough. Doesn't seem 60 days isn't very long. Seems like, I don't know. I, and he and he deserves, you know, the the uh, at least two months in jail and the the classes for a year and two years of probation. Um, if someone asks to see your breasts on an elevator uh, because they're checking you for for guns, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe this is a I don't know. Uh, well, think about it though. She's not in there. She's in there thinking someone of authority is is, and she's just trying to. Uh, He's a complete shitbag and should be in jail for a He's lot a longer than this. He's a complete shitbag, exactly. He should yes. be there for a year, like or longer. Like that is that is. But maybe under... maybe at some point we need to see that the uh, the Nigerian prince email. We need to be able to recognize that ourselves as a scam. You yeah, know? but if you're in the elevator and you see that guy and and she says, "Let me see your breasts," and she suddenly dawns on her, "Oh my gosh, this is all going south." What is she even going to mm. do in there? Yeah, that's true. Like it's easy for us to say. Because I'd go, it's, it's get me out of here, a hole, and I kick yep, him in the nuts exactly. and leave. But it's not always yeah. that way. For I'm me. not. I'm not putting it all on. I'm putting. I'm not putting any of it on her. I'm just saying. I don't know what I'm saying. No, this is great. <laughs> this is good. I usually get the shitty emails. You guys come. You, now you have a whole another guy you send emails to today. Really? Why? Why? So, no, I'm I just say? saying. I'm just saying. People hear what they want to hear. So if they have a problem, they don't have to tell me. Because sometimes I think I'll you're say creating. Something. I think you're creating controversy I'm just saying I'm just saying I'm not saying <laughs> I'm saying I know okay I'll say it this way I know what you're saying but I know we have a couple of listeners who will decide that yeah. they will think something else that you're saying and I they will do, send us let me, let me be clear I'm not putting any of this on her yeah but I'm saying that we just need to maybe I don't know have better screening for the people we put in positions of screening 100 percent on that Oh my gosh! I, you have my vote. You have my donation. Let's, let's, you have my let's uh, let's redirect to that because yeah. I think that is the problem. Yeah. Also, TSA is kind of a garbage show, and they should fix their crap. Because mm-hmm. how many times have we done stories on the show about some crappy TSA thing? It feels like it's at least a few times a month. That's too many. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. A Florida attorney. Florida attorney. Oh, we're skipping in and out? Oh, did I skip? I didn't mean to. Here it is. Never mind. I I can't skip this because this, hold on, this is one of these. Utah Connections! That's right. Not one we're very proud of. In-N-Out customers threatened with a hatchet after a woman cuts them off in the drive-thru line. Oh, no. Oh, no. She ordered animal style. Yeah. That's what you get. (laughs) Uh, Customers in in In-N-Out say that a woman cut uh, cut them in line. That's a weird way to say that. Should we cut, cut them, them off? Because that, that whole that whole cut, no cuts. Yeah, you know the, that whole it it's it it uh, it always bothered me the improper use of the of the term cuts. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's or not no being. Butts. Hey, yeah. no butts. No butts. No butts. No cuts. No butts. Yeah. Uh, There's in a line and a drive-through at one of the franchise locations in Utah. It was in West West Valley over here, not far from me. Um, after trying to get the woman's attention, they said a man pulled up in another. In another, oh, dried line, I guess. 
and threatened them with a hatchet. Really poorly written. It's really bad because first of all, it says yeah. woman, and then he says th- he's threatening them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they're multi. I don't get that. Anyway, the incident occurred in in and out in West Valley City. Fox 13 now reports, uh, according to reports, a woman driving a silver BMW. They're just repeating the story. Honk their horn. Okay, several minutes later. Got another car pulled up, and the man got out. Oh, he got out. He didn't just show it at the window. He allegedly used a hatchet to smash the window of the car the two men were in. Oh, my God. Yeah. The suspect followed this up by showing the two men his bloody hand and telling them that their blood would be next. I will drink your milkshake. Yeah. Which one are you ordering? Are you getting vanilla or are you getting chocolate? (laughs) They only have the two flavors here, vanilla or chocolate. They're cheap, but they don't have a lot of variety. I will drink your milkshake. (laughs) Could you order me an extra one? I will this not be your blood. I will not dip my fries in your milkshake. <laughs> uh, you know, at some point you've got to blame. You have to blame the people in the In and Out Burger line, Scott. It's not all on the woman with the hatchet. Oh, that's what I say. You've got to. You've got to blame. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a guy with a hatchet, but yeah, I get your point. Oh, it was a guy with a hatchet. Yeah, it was a man. Uh, oh, police gotcha, officers. Okay. Yeah, they were going after the lady. Uh, police officers are reportedly able to obtain a vehicle license plate number from a witness and track down the driver, who was identified as 37-year-old Dami- Damien Lee Hallett. Oh, Damien, that's where you tr- that's where you should have seen the trouble coming, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's Hellspawn, Damien. he's son of Satan, right? There's no, there's, there's, uh, there's no good Damien's out there. No. I know we might have some listeners who are Damien's. Your time will come. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna try to equally offend everybody today. <laughs> In and out, in and out, uh, uh, line uh, waiters and yep. uh, people named Damien. I'm yep. Just going for everybody. Yeah, why not? Equal opportunity yeah. offenders. It's the glasses. The glasses are making me evil, Scott. It's like I've already got the goatee, so I can't be the Star Trek alternate universe evil version of Brian. Right. It's the it's the glasses. Yeah. Maybe it's it was always the maybe, glasses. Maybe it was. Maybe I should have picked B instead of A. You should have gone pro- professor glasses. <laughs> Should have gone professor. Yeah, this would have solved Welder glasses have turned me into a monster. Indeed. Okay, now I'll talk about this Florida guy. Okay, all right. Florida attorney disbarred, meaning kicked out, can't practice law anymore. You know, you know what disbarred means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm explaining it. Uh, disbarred won't serve me anymore, so we're going to go to the next bard. That's right. Uh, never play a bard. Anyway, Florida attorney disbarred for making a porno while he was in jail. <laughs> oh wow! Well, yeah, you know what? that's that's uh, creativity. And, uh, Look, when you're best. when you're in jail, what do you you know? And you got nothing else to do. <laughs> Brazzers. Brazzers. <laughs> A Florida lawyer has been disbarred uh, for using his attorney's privileges to visit women in jail and record sexual encounters with them for a pornographic film he made, according to Florida Supreme Court. State's highest court. About to ring. Ready? Yeah. There it goes, Jarrett. Uh. Uh-uh. What is that? That was the, the doorbell. Tina's got it, but I just, you know. Oh, do you have I any... figured the audio was going to interrupt. The, so no, I, I couldn't hear it. I heard a tiny little ting in the back, but Bing I didn't hear anything bong. else. Yeah, that yeah I'm loud. amazed the dog didn't go apeshit because that's usually the, the dogs. That's when ours lose it. Mm-hmm. That's just dogs, though, right? Doesn't everybody's dog do that? Do some dogs yeah, just I quietly... I don't know what it is about the, the doorbell that makes dogs go nuts. I think they just know it means people. Yeah. They're, they're conditioned to know that people will be there. Because there was a time where Rainer, Jim Rainer, the female dog, didn't bark at the door if it got knocked or rang. But then mm-hmm. when Izzy was around, she did it naturally. And then Rainer would do it in response. Just and now she does it every her. time. Yeah. yeah, She taught her a horrible yeah. deal. And it's not like they get any sort of negative 
reinforcement because the people who ring the doorbell almost always leave at some point so they know that eventually their barking did the job and it it scared them away even if it took even if it took a while yeah yeah i don't get it they see the results and say see dogs are they weird. left ups left i i did that that yeah, was me that, that was, was my me. barking yeah you think yeah. they'd be here all night if it wasn't for me i'll do it again Sorry. Anyway, anyway, where was sorry. I here? Florida lawyer. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his sorry. name is Andrew Spark. There's your, there's your first sign of trouble right there. <laughs> there's, no good, there's no good Andrew Sparks out there. It sounds like a <laughs> porn director in its own right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. according to the FSC, uh, Spark abused his privilege in practicing law. Uh, he used his law license to access private rooms, did this whole thing, made the film. He's 58. He's on probation since 2019 after pleading guilty to charges of bringing contraband into detention facilities. This guy's like a real, he's like a bad Saul Goodman. Like, he really is, yeah. Get your All right, uh, in this next scene, all right, action. Hey, did somebody order a cake with a file in it? <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here to fix the plumbing in your one toilet that's also a, a, a sink. Yeah, what does your horrible script look like? This is, <laughs> really ugh, I'm know. sure they play off the fact that they're in jail and make it a uh, sexy warden or something. Yeah. Well, although a, it's got to be all, it's got to be all dudes. I has, can't imagine it's not dudes. like a co-ed situation here. Yeah, I assume so. Unless that was the unless that was the contraband that he brought into the detention facilities was a woman. Is there any? There's no such thing as a co-ed jail, is there? There's not, is there? Uh, there's there's co-ed. There's co-ed. Uh, prisons but they're not all kept in the same mm. uh, okay. they're not all kept in the same room right so it's um, if if 30 days in has taught me anything it's that your jail will have both sexes but they're not all going to be in the same place right. at the same time that makes sense yeah. um, trying to think that so we're building a new prison out or down south somewhere and they're going to close the one that we've had here my whole life That's that used to be what we call the boonies but now is like a super populated so they're getting rid of it for mostly that reason. But um, I can't, I don't, I guess it has ladies in it. And they just never mix the two populations, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Never been in prison. Couldn't tell you. Final story, Brian. <laughs> Psychedelic mushrooms grew inside of a man's veins after he injected them. I want to thank Troy for this story. I've been holding on to it for a while. Oh my god! Yeah, Troy okay. sent this in. Um, he sent it in basically to say, "Hey, you thought that was weird? That guy had mushrooms growing in his nose or whatever it was." Oh right, yeah, ears or something. Ears, yeah, yeah. It was ears. Oh, yeah, it was ears. You're right. Yeah. She's, yeah. And so he's like, "Hey, I got one better. A man's experiment with psychedelic mushrooms went disastrously wrong when he nearly killed himself, according to doctors." In a new case reported this week, they detailed how a man injected a tea made from mushrooms directly into his body. Wow. Uh, and then developed a life-threatening infection that had them growing in his blood. The experience left him in the hospital for close to a month. Fortunately, he did survive in the end. According to the report, 30-year-old man had been brought <clears throat> excuse me, to the emergency room by his family after exhibiting confusion. He had a history of bipolar disorder as well as opiate uh, dependent, dependence and had recently stopped taking his prescribed medications. Uh, his family doctor told uh, police or told doctors. His family told doctors. Why does that sound weird? doesn't matter. Uh, in the course of trying to self-medicate his depression and independent or dependence, he came across this research showing the benefit of using psychedelic drugs like mushrooms and LSD. Long with the short of it, put it in his veins. <laughs> they literally kind of metastasized 
this and created new spores of the mushrooms. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, you make <clears throat> you're making tea from these mushrooms. Yeah. And then you're injecting that tea into your veins, and there's enough of the mushroom material for it to. I'm just picturing like a, a Wesley Crusher looking through a microscope and watching these little mushrooms grow. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, mom, look, these mushrooms are growing inside Barkley's veins. What are we going to do? <laughs> I love that Barkley's the one with the problem. Barkley's the yeah. one who would do this. Come on. It is. It's totally <laughs> Who else would do it? Honestly, think about it for a second. Right. Right. What Star Trek character injects it's, mushrooms into his veins? Nobody else on the Enterprise that's going to be injecting, injecting Barkley. That's it. It's got to be Barkley. Come yeah. on. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Mad Mad Madoc Mad Madoc Murphy. No, Mad. <laughs> what was his name on A Team? Uh, he was Mad Do- Mad Dog. Mad Dog Murdoch. Murdoch. Mad Dog Murdoch. Mur- Mad Murdoch the Mad Dog. I saw one episode. I can't be. I can't be relied on for my A Team knowledge. <laughs> You were there for the one episode of the ATM I ever watched. I know, that's true. Howling, Howling Mad, Mad Murdoch, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, there was no dog involved at all. <laughs> Howling Mad Murdoch. Yeah. Howling Mad Modoc. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is that uh, piece of art coming out? Yeah, when is that? When is that sh- animated show com- coming out? When's that happening? Oh, it's uh, March. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I think is, is what we figured out. We looked it up last week and I think we came up with March. I desire it. I want to see it. I do too. I do too. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister will be here. We're talking about procrastination today. (laughs) I could use some help. So, uh, uh, Thursday. We'll get get around to it eventually. Yeah. She'll be on at some point in the show. I don't know (laughs) when. We meant to do uh, this episode six uh, (laughs) years ago, but we've been putting it off. And uh, finally, time to do it. It's uh, Procrastination with Wendy. That's coming up next after this song selection from Brian Ibbett. Yes. Oh, this is good. Uh, this is a band I interviewed last night on the show, and uh, so you'll actually get to hear it today on Coverville. The Delvon Lamar Organ Trio. This is some funk, like you've never heard funk before, some funky jazz. They have a brand new album called I Told You So, and uh, just came out, and it's really, really good. It's it's equal parts Motown, Stax, um, uh the black keys mixed with a little bit of um the mgs oh my god why am i forgetting the guy's name in the mgs uh, uh marty green onions no, uh, I don't know. uh anyway that guy <laughs> that guy that guy <laughs> um and it's it's uh it's really really good um they do a cover on this album of careless whisper by booker t thank you booker t and the mgs why was that name just completely out of my mind um they do a cover of Careless Whisper by Wham uh, on here. Wham featuring George Michael, as they called themselves for that song. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And it's great. You're going to hear that on Coverville. But it's Indie in the Middle, so you get to hear a non-cover right here. This is uh, the song called Call Your Mom. And it's good advice, too. From the brand new album, I Told You So, from the Delvon Lamar Organ Trio. <laughs>
guys here to talk to you about our friends at Blue Chew. That's right. The sponsored episode is from Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. That's eh, something we could all use a little more of right now, right? You know what I mean. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, guys. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy. And they prepare and ship them right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness. And you don't need to leave the house. If you could benefit from where, I don't know, the confidence matters. Blue Chew is the fastest way to enhance your performance. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, blue like the color blue, Chew.com slash TMS. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. You like to pedal but not outside? Try this year's His and Hers gift called a laser tour. As you pedal away the pounds, it produces pleasant panorama. Cost 20000 Ja, der große Heilige Martin. Hello, my friend. Stay a while and listen. This is the morning stream. back everybody yeah these, these glasses just aren't working I'm, i can't they're not comfortable i can't uh. do Wait, i be, what, do what I be blind your, or your, do i be put your professor ones on do they are they any better they're not they're actually i think it's an older prescription they just happen to be in the same yeah still pretty blurry these are better for like if i have to look down on my keyboard i can see it better with these yeah but the screen looks horrible but if I wear these, my keyboard is all weird. And, eh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, Neither of them are good, Scott. I haven't been to the eye doctor in, in a couple of years. I need a new, I think I need a new prescription. Yeah, you should go in there. See what they yeah. see what they say about your current eyeball situation. Yeah. I'm glad you well, still can yeah. wear contacts because I can't wear those anymore. They mess me up. So. Oh, really? No, yeah. I... I I'm probably going to put a contact lens back in as soon as I'm done with the show. Uh, makes sense to me. Kim got yeah. some new, really comfortable ones, I guess. She's like you. She just if she's not in contact, she's not comfortable. And yeah, uh, I'm it's the really opposite. The, the glasses just are not working. We're not oh. working. Let's see if this works right here. Knows hey, it's my sister Wendy uh, hey. Dunford. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Hey. Okay. Hey. hey. Good. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I have a question. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I went on a walk in a blizzard this morning, like yeah. a full-on blizzard. Yeah, I heard, you, I heard you guys. With my dog. Hit. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got your blizzard. You had one, I guess, and now we have it. Anyway. It real small, but yeah, it's, it got bigger when it got to you, I think. Anyway. And then it's going to be freezing. Anyway, yeah. I, I was listening to just some music that was great, and there's no one outside. Like, usually there's always other dogs and other people and whatever, right? And there's no one <laughs> And I start, and my headphones are really good now, and they like 
fill up my whole ears. So I'm definitely gonna get hit by a car if I'm not careful, right? <laughs> Lock everything else out. Totally. Yeah. So I am sure that no one can hear me. And I find I just started singing <laughs> <laughs> like pretty loud because yeah. it's a blizzard, right? So the wow. sound would blow away anyway. And anyway, I kind of rounded a corner and there was an old guy shoveling his walk and he's just staring at me. <laughs> wow. What song, anyway. what song were you singing? I yeah, gotta know. I, gotta uh, I can't remember. Please tell me now. it was Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja Men. No. Oh, that was, that was definitely not it. Uh, anyway, but it was just this moment of like, I might be going crazy. <laughs> like that's how it felt. I, you know and what? I'm going to say that's a sign of like uh, the opposite. That seems like a nice moment of no one's here. I yeah, can say right. what I want, do what I want. I'm in this blizzard, which is already crazy. Like, I don't know. There's something f- nice. And, and yeah, it was very, it. it was very cathartic, but also like. I don't know if I'm okay. So anyway, I'm excited for our conversation today. <laughs> Healer, heal thyself. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Well, yes. I'm glad you're here. Uh, we do this every Thursday. When he comes on, we do a little therapy Thursday. She's an actual therapist, helps people with real problems all the time, and donate some time here on Thursdays to help us with ours. Today, we're going to talk about a subject. We were joking earlier that we should have done this a long time ago because we put it off. Because it's about uh, hypocrisy. <laughs> Sorry, what's it about? <laughs> what? Sorry, what's it? What's the damn word? I can't think of the word. Procrastination. Procrastination. Why does hypocrisy <laughs> want to get in the middle of it? I don't understand. Uh, anyway, I don't know. those are two very uh, different maybe, words. Maybe it's a whole different thing we need to be talking about today. Maybe. Uh, uh, but anyway, procrastination, putting stuff off. Uh, we all do it to some level, I would assume. I don't know. Actually, maybe there are people that never procrastinate. Kim doesn't. She's very good non-procrastinator. Uh, mm. Very uh, rare. Yeah. Uh, not me. Tina's, Tina's the same way. Yeah. She, when there's something that needs to be done, Tina jumps right on it and it drives me nuts. Yeah, it drives me nuts too because it's it adds to this feeling I already have, which is I'm already bad at this. But then when, then when I see a good example of it happening, it just makes me feel worse about my my personal, you know, crappy procrastination. I'm curious though, Wendy, why this came up in your head as a thing to talk about today. Cause you were like, oh, well, because it's Adam has talked nonstop about it. Oh, all right. <laughs> Which is a form of procrastination. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's really into thinking about it and talking about it. So he has a, a sort of change of things at his work. He's going from one particular team to a different one. And, have a whole set of new problems to deal with and like it's like it's fun but it also has highlighting his tendencies to procrastinate anyway he found this great article and i will reference it at the end but i'm not gonna because i don't want anyone to not listen to me and go straight to it because it's great but uh it's about procrastination and sort of what's kind of happening in our brains um very specifically that it's just been interesting to talk about. So I sent you a couple different things. You don't have to put them up yet, but um, ways to sort of understand how we operate because, mm-hmm. okay, so you t- can take either of your wives. You're just like, what well, clearly both of you need wives. That don't <laughs> yes. You're the yin and the yang situation, right? <laughs> um, but it's sort of a way to understand your, um, you know, the things you have to do. Right. And, they we make a little uh, matrix, and people have maybe heard of it before. It's called the Eisenhower matrix. I like I think this, this thing. Wow. Now, which one of these? From, there's three of these. Do the one that has uh, the, one that's, the one that says the Eisenhower matrix at the top. Okay. Well, they all do, I think. But the one I want you to do first is the quadrant one, two. It says you want the urgent, not urgent, urgent, yeah. not important. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
So these because are then, these are all similar. I mean, they're similar. One, the only one of them says the Eisenhower Matrix. The other one says the Procrastinator's Matrix, and then this other one doesn't have a title. But uh, okay, stick with the Eisenhower Matrix, the first one. So we're just going to break things out into these four quadrants for a second. So you've got things that are urgent mm-hmm. and important. Mm-hmm. That goes in quadrant wrong one. Mm-hmm. Things that are not urgent but are also important. Those are in quadrant two, and then not important and urgent quadrant three. And then not urgent, not important, (laughs) which is where all of us spend ours. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So like the funny version was this other one I sent you was um, in those, in those quadrants, you have the first quadrant feel overwhelmed. So I procrastinate. Uh, And then the important, not urgent, make a plan to do it later, but think about it nonstop. (laughs) Yeah. And then urgent, not important, overinflated its importance, then melt in a puddle of panic. <laughs> and then the not important, not urgent, do it right away and spend hours on it. Yeah. Right? I know That's a lot of gamers, uh, gamers who can relate to that particular quadrant. Uh, if yeah. I was to guess, right. But. Exactly. Okay. So the, the concept here is that, and I'm going to just use, when you read the article, you can use the names that he uses. Um, but it's that we have different parts of our brains that do different have different operational roles here. Um, so the story is of this guy who has written this thing and I should learn his name, but see, I, I'm so lazy. No, you <laughs> it's procrast- not important and it's not yeah, urgent. That's right. You procrastinated <laughs> that guy's name. It's totally fine. His name's Tim, I believe. But anyway, he, uh, he shared the story of like high school is this example of where you can think of yourself as being a slacker or that you're a procrastinator, but, you know, they don't really let you do that. Right. It's not like mm-hmm. three years or four years goes by and no one ever checks on your progress on a project. No, you have due dates, you have finals, you have, and they, they, you know, within a semester, there's multiple ones of those. Right. So it's a structure already built on top of y- your brain's tendencies that help you get stuff done. So often what happens, and especially in, in high school, and, and college, you will cram it the night before. And then you start to learn like, oh, I can cram it maybe the morning of, right? Like you can push and push, but you'll still have a deadline that gives you your panic and panic gets us to do stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea is that there's this mo- monkey mind that is like, Ooh, what's fun. What's next. Let's do whatever we want. And the rational part of your brain is like, no, I can't do that. I need to do this. Well, the monkey is very good at getting us to do these other things um, until we're in panic mode because suddenly this thing is due. Well, now we move out of high school and for some people, college. College is a little more, there's less handholding. There's less, you know, there's still deadlines, but you can still use your panic button to get your crap done. So you get it done, barely, maybe. Sure. Now, all the while, the monkey is like, you know what you should really do is (laughs) write a blog. And so you start writing a blog for funsies in your free time. And that feels really important. So that's, again, quadrant four. It's not actually important. It's not urgent. But it feels great. That's like playground. That's the playground. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the the article describes the playground of being one of two things. It's either the happy playground or it's the dark playground. And the difference is how you're treating your other quadrants. So if you are not getting important stuff done, that's urgent. You're feeling like a failure. And if you are definitely not getting quadrant two stuff done, things that are important, but not urgent, like, you know, longer term planning things, 
um, or even just getting urgent things done. You, your, your playground, that's what takes on the flavor of the playground. The happy playground is when you've got some of that other stuff done, you feel good, now go play. But the dark playground is deep dive into the um, world of string theory and then follow that into how do I make jello? <laughs> whatever, you know, like the internet dives that you do. Or I just played a video game for 20 hours yeah. and didn't sleep. And now I'm getting, you know, I'm behind at work or whatever, right? It's important to show material though. Is that the, the video game was very important for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So let's switch to the second one. Scott, I don't know if you have that up. I can't see what I you're do. doing. Um, anyway, the do now, like how do you, how we should be acting in our quadrants? So the urgent important is the do now and the important not urgent is decide when to do it rather than just, you know, never doing it or kicking it down the road. And then the quadrant three is to delegate it away. Did you guys ever know you could do that? Yeah, but I'm terrible at it. Terrible at it. Nobody else I can delegate to. Nobody. Delegate it away. (laughs) I can't. There are times I could and I just don't. And I, I don't know why I don't. So I think, let's think of some examples of things you have done that with. So if any of you have a grocery delivery service, you just did this with your Mm, urgent because you need food. Mm -hmm. That's urgent, but it's not important as far as, you know, your general things you need to do. So you Mm -hmm. delegate that away. So you do some of this. Maybe there's other things you're not delegating away. And then the last one is delete it. It's not important and not urgent. That's that is hard. Yeah. yeah so, so hold on. I mean, the delete it seems. Don't you need the balance of like the, the fun, non important, and not urgent stuff just to because the video game playing would probably fall in there. Don't you need some of that to say okay? Well, you do. But hold on. First, okay, it will right. always be the the dark playground if these other quadrants aren't yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Right. 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 So okay. it's all, it's the, the guilt. Yeah. The guilt yeah. Zone. yeah. Or like, okay, so imagine, you know, you'll hear someone say, well, I want to do this or this is my plan or whatever. But if we, if we took their phone from them and then got, went to their usage and saw how much time they spent doing things that are not about working on their plan or whatever it is they need, that stuff becomes, that's six hours of their day that didn't go to the thing they want to do. And, and here's where it becomes the dark playground is you're beating yourself up for that right? You, mm-hmm. you wonder why you're not okay or why can other people do things that I can't do? So uh, the pandemic has been a great highlighter of this, I think for people like I can get off my couch maybe. And you're like, that's my accomplishment for the day, right? Like it's mm-hmm. hard. And then someone else is like written a book and was working on their symphony, whatever. And you're like, what, mm. how is that possible? Yeah. So it, that dark playground I think has gotten a lot more alluring because we, we do need some breaks from reality, maybe more so than at other times, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's tricky. So what we want it to be is a happy playground. We want quadrant four to be a happy playground, but if this isn't a work setting and there's something not urgent and not important to you, then can you just not do it? (laughs) Like, is that an option to just say, Mm -hmm. I don't want it. So you're just eliminating some things. So it's not just that's the playground. That's also, you know, stuff in your life that why is that still present when it's not important or not urgent? Is this a newer, by the way, that term dark playground? I feel like I've heard that before. Is it always used in this Maybe. context? From Dexter, probably. Maybe. Could be. <laughs> Could be. I mean, it's related to the article. 
Uh, that I'll just tell you now. So stop being so weird about it. Um, <laughs> it's the website. The website is weightbutwhy.com. And this is why procrastinating is procrastinate. Mm, and there's phases of it. So there's a couple, three of them or something. Give me that address one um, more time. So people just wait. Wait, but why? Dot com. Why? Not, and then not it's wait, but why? But wait, yeah, wait. Spelled yeah. with an N. Just kidding. W a i t b u t w h y. There you go. Found it. And then there's two of them, and they talk about he he talks about the decision maker, the instant gratification monkey, um, and the panic monster. And then you learn a little more about the the dark playground and the happy playground. Um, and there's a couple series of it, so you'll have to read a bit here. But this, okay, so go back to the uh, matrix for a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we go to the procrastinator's matrix. Okay. Do you have that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> this is so pretty darn accurate. Yeah. In quadrant one, we have do, do when it comes, sorry, do when it goes from urgent to appallingly dire. Mm. So <laughs> that's, that's the thing we've built up our stamina all around, yeah. right? We follow our monkey around and then it's like, you will be fired if you don't do this. You will lose your house if you don't do You know, that's when it gets dire. So is that ringing bells for you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Squadron one? Heck oh, yeah. Totally. Sometimes is it really just a, us not defining what urgent is until <laughs> appallingly dire is urgent? Like, Yeah. Well, I think it's especially, especially for us, like in the work we do, yeah. I think that, that that can go from zero to 60 in five <laughs> minutes quickly. because we're the yeah. ones defining it. But, but this is definitely... Okay, let me ask you this, though, and I, maybe this is just an illusion, but I always felt like I got some of my best work done in that quadrant. And oh, then, 100% true. Okay, why, why? That's yeah, bad. Sure. Why is that? Why is that? That seems bad. Is that good? So there is there there is an extreme to that where you, you, do, you lose all the quality, right? Mm. Or you believe it's quality when it's not quality. Yeah. Um, and it, you're maybe not getting feedback that tells you so. So let's imagine you have a paper due or your, you know, senior thesis or something and you are cramming and getting it done in a day when it should have taken you six months to do it well, you might think you're doing your best work. You get adrenaline, you can stay up all night. Like there's all these biological benefits that happen in that moment that make you believe you're doing good work. Um, But then you get your grade back or you fail and you're like, oh, I guess I wasn't doing my best work. Right. So if you don't have that feedback loop, this is why this can continue for a long time is that um, it's maybe good enough and maybe it's even great. But what would actually happen if that wasn't crammed into the last five minutes? That's the thing. You don't we don't know. Right. And then you meet people who this is not an issue. They don't procrastinate. They don't even know what we're talking about then they can maybe tell us what that's like because <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think I know either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, there you take out adrenaline and you take out the rush of doing that. Is it your best work? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like it depends. It depends on, yeah. Like, and it's also not guaranteed. Like there've been times where that's where I'm, I pooped out my best work, but then there've been times where I absolutely did not and was just glad to be done with it. Um, yeah. And, and you're, you might be defining your best work at the relief you feel once it's yes. finally done. Yeah. Like saying, oh, yeah, that was good work, even though it's like, ah, oh, that was a good monkey off my back. Not the panic <laughs> monkey, but another monkey. Right. Different totally. Kind of monkey. The, yeah. the, the happy, the pleasure monkey. Um, the pleasure monkey. 
<laughs> so here's a question. Do you know how to define, like you were saying, you hinted to this. Do you know what's urgent and important? Like, let's name something oh, for, I, for all three of us. Um, what is urgent okay. and important? Paying the utility bill. That's urgent and important. Yeah. I agree. So I agree with that one. That sh- guys, you are already wrong. Um, <laughs> so right. paying your utility bill is not urgent unless it's the last minute. Oh, unless it's the third utility bill that's yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Because what you're okay, <laughs> I get it. Because what we're that is, we're that's the one important. I wait for. Let's let let me be clear. Yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. You never pay it on the first bill. Come on, right? So you move something from important and not urgent quadrant two into quadrant one. <laughs> mm, interesting. Okay, so urgent would be. Uh, okay, let me think of a, a real one here. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, but do, does the urgent stuff always have to be things that you could have done earlier or can it be a thing that's like unforeseen that you didn't know was going to happen? Like a hard drive crashing on my main, on my production stuff would kill me for a day. Sure. I, I would be completely that urgent. Is urgent and important. Okay. Yes. So I'll, I'll say that. Let's say. So anything emergency. Yeah. I mean, that, that if, if but my, it has to be important because you could have someone, I mean, I don't know if you've had a toddler run up to you with something urgent. It's never important. Right. 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 <laughs> Right. They like I need be. a Cheerio now. That's not really that important. But I'm I'm pooping on the floor. That's important and urgent, right? <laughs> yeah. So so some of it is recognizing like this should be actually kind of rare in the sense of many important things um, are not urgent until you've procrastinated. Yeah. And so what would it look like if those got done? So notice in quadrant two here, we have the important and not urgent as a procrastinator. It's delegate to the future you. Yeah. I don't know if you, have you guys ever met the future you? No, but I don't Mm -hmm. want to either. But no, (laughs) let's be clear. You think that guy is amazing. He can do (laughs) everything. Sure. And he'll have time and he'll have focus and it'll get done. It's going to be great. I know better. And I know the future of me is, is not going to be the amazing so you have met It's just going to be me in uh, about an hour. Is yeah. The present me. Yeah, exactly. With all the same same quandary. Same problems. And, right. yeah, so exactly. the kick in the can. Keeps the, yeah, but your, your, point is, is, your point is that we're saying to ourselves, we convinced ourselves that if I kick this down the road, future me will handle it then because he will be able to, yeah, even though exactly. we don't actually know But future know that. me doesn't exist. It's a mirage. Right. And you always run into it when... Mm. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. there because it's present you. Yeah. I know I'm ignoring it now, and I know the guy in an hour that I'm pushing it off to is going to ignore it then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. get that. Totally. That makes sense. I do that all the time. Okay. So, so let's name something. Okay. What is urgent important is your, your hard drive crashes. Sure. You got to take care of it. Okay. So how many of those things should happen in a day or, or, or you think would happen in a day? Should hardly ever happen. So, it, mm. so it should anything only that, yeah, anything that urgent. And if anything, right. we're, we're, we're constantly, if, if we're smart about it, this maybe goes layers, you don't and deeper that you don't want to go, but, um, you know, we've got backups for days and it's on, we have right. online backups. We have local backups. We have a secondary system that's ready to just shift in for duty. If, if, uh, sure. something catastrophic happens, like there's preparation that could be made. Well, let's, let's say this, uh, customer provided a typo in the URL that they made you build that ad. So right now their emails are sending people to the wrong website. That's important and urgent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. And if you don't deal with it, mm-hmm. your 
like things are not going to go well now. Right. So, right. so when those things happen, you need to have some space to handle them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if urgent and important is that thing you said you would do a month ago and it has to be done by, I don't know, taxes. This is a good example. Yeah. April 15th at noon, then you're, it's April 14th. You still have all of the stuff you'd kick to future you plus anything urgent and important that day. And this is when we are in a big hot mess as a procrastinator, yeah. right? For sure. Okay. So if you didn't take care of your crashing hard drive, then, and, and again, the, to handle this, right? It's too much, right? That's when we go to our dark, our dark playground. Right. And it's dark instead of happy because mm-hmm. it isn't mm-hmm. a break from our work. It is a break from our reality that we keep <laughs> spinning in. Right. Right? right. Okay. So let's pick something in quadrant two. So we got not urgent and important. What do you guys think is in that quadrant that you not tend to delegate urgent, to the future? You. Uh, I mean, that would remember, be paying the utility bill. Okay. So delegate to the future you. Mm-hmm. And I and the 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 right version of this in quadrant two would be to decide when to do it. Mm-hmm. So right. they see the difference. One is you just kick it down, and that other guy and will hope, take care and of and it. And hope that it gets taken care of, or hope that he that, remembers, <laughs> or you put something on the calendar and says, "On this day, make sure you pay the utility bill." Yes. So there's yeah. the difference there. So Scott, how about you? Do you have a, a procrastinator quadrant two matrix you tend to do? Yeah. Um... You delegate to your future you. Let me think. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. It's not all just work stuff. So I'm trying to think what this could be. Um, your health. Yeah, there, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So like uh, uh, I have a appointment coming up at the end of the month to do a three-month check on the blood. On the blood. Yeah. Okay, check on my the blood. blood. And um, so right now I'm thinking about what is it's not urgent for me to know but it's important that i make that appointment and find out you know what i mean like the follow-up is important mm-hmm. so i don't know if that counts does that count it's very important yeah and it's not urgent right so mm-hmm. either you wait until it's an emergency yeah. or you you decide when you will take care of it right i mean even something as innocuous as getting on the treadmill is yeah. it's important but it's not urgent. And that's what makes it so easy to say, Oh, I really need to take care of this first. And then I'll get on the treadmill. And then the day goes by and yeah, good, good. Your boss, what if yeah. your boss implemented a, you have to track this many steps on your watch before you get your paycheck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like be preventative. Like, it's funny I, because pre- Tina's company did that for a month, uh, but it wasn't based on your paycheck. It was based on your getting a discount on the health insurance benefits. If you do this for 30 days and you show it, then you get this discount on your health benefits. Yeah, they give you a little tracker, right? They give you a thing that you have to... Yeah, or or they let you use your own. She had the Apple Watch deal, so all she just had to do is uh, forward them the reports from the health app, but... Yeah. Did she just talk a lot more with her hands? Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting at her desk, like swinging her arms back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. Taping taping her watch to the ceiling fan. Yeah, all that stuff. So that's a perfect one that goes in that matrix. It is so important, but Mm -hmm. it is down the road where that importance plays out and that urgency sort of shows up. So you you can't just hope your future you will do it. You have to decide Mm -hmm. when to do it, which might mean 
every day you have to decide when to do it. Uh, that, that is the reason it makes it so hard. Okay, how about quadrant three, which is the not important and urgent. Not and important. if you're a procrastinator, you do it. <laughs> you do when quadrant one is urgent. So you don't wait. You you just do the not important, urgent things. It's all lumped in there, right? I would. Uh, this is a, a a very specific example, but I would put um, uh, world quests in uh, World of Warcraft in this spot. They're urgent. They have to get done by a certain time or else you lose the benefits of those in-game. Yeah. But they're not important by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> That's a good one. I'm trying to think of a real-world one, and it's hard, actually, to me to, to come up with one. Yeah. Um, so not so urgent but not important. Right. What? See, that, that feels oxymoronic to me. Like, I hear that and go... Well, how's that possible to be both? Because it's something with the deadline that the deadline feels important, but the but the task itself is not important, right? Important in your long term scheme of things, right? Like, so yeah. you're trying to impress someone that you kind of hate. <laughs> like, I just wish they'd go away, but I need them to think I'm cool. So they need me to do this thing now. It is not important that this person likes me, mm-hmm. but they need it, and I do it anyway. I mean, I don't know. This one's a little harder, which is why the correct use of this quadrant is to delegate it away Mm-mm. or to let it go Mm-mm. maybe. Okay. Okay. That one's hard for me. It's hard Can for somebody to do my world quests for me. I'll give you my login. Just go and totally you know, that's to yeah. illegal. And <laughs> kick you stuff. off your account for that. But, but yeah, like, <laughs> well, but again, but again, Brian, so like in your happy playground, that can be taking place over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it does, of course. Which but, it does, but, but there it, is a time. This- but because there's a time limit on it, that immediately, for for some reason, makes me feel like it's an urgent, it's urgent. but not important. Oh, yeah. I got you know what? Chat room's got one. Ark Dallas says, um, "Make a post for your comics. It's promotional, not urgent, but important in the long term." That's a good one. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there are, there are examples of that in my life for sure, and 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 a lot okay. of that could be delegated. That's funny. So. This is interesting because I've never really thought about these things before. And I've seen this quadrant thing before. And I just went, ha ha, procrastination. That's funny. I just kind of blew it off. <laughs> I'll look at this later. Yeah. I'll, look- <laughs> I'll tuck. The- I probably did. I probably bookmarked it and said, I'll listen totally. to later. Yeah. 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 Speaking of all of you who, uh, this is the important, not urgent quadrant where you delegate it to the future you. How many tabs do you have open right now of something you will read? I just mm-hmm. added two mm-hmm. for you. So. Open those tabs. I'm Don't a, read it forever. I'm a know? weirdo with tabs. I close. I never, I hate multiple really tabs being open. That, yeah. So I cut down. I'm like, Impressive. I have t- I two, abs, uh, two tabs right now. One for the show notes and one for the wait, but why.com thing you sent. You did you say wait? It's wait. I know. Did, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a Utah thing. It's more of a, a dad thing. Dad taught me. It is your wait. mom thing. When I talked to the other day, she's like, wait. Oh, she did? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Brain she, surgery did not fix the end and wait. <laughs> no, the whole re- but that was the secret. Nobody knew this, but the reason we sent her in for brain surgery is to fix all <laughs> that, to get that fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work. Didn't work. Okay. We're going to move on to the last quadrant because this is yeah. the one. It's quadrant four and the procrastinator's matrix is not urgent, not important, but it's do now and maybe also just do forever. Can I ask mm-hmm. you if Dwight Eisenhower had anything to do with this or is this a different Eisenhower? Uh, this is Buckethead's um, Covey's, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits. Oh, it's from and that. I okay. think this was what President Eisenhower. 
Buckethead. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, a fan of Stephen Covey, I take it. You know, right. I call anyone that's awful. I was going to say, I call anyone old. <laughs> <laughs> here's what's funny, that's though. Here's, what, here's what's funny. But Buckethead is, feels right to me. Okay, okay, so Covey is Utah native, born and raised here. He's He is a Utah staple. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how far out the Covey, Seven Habits, New York Times bestseller stuff. I don't know how far reaching that was oh, it's on a far national reaching. scale. It seemed like a big deal, though. And, it was. But here, it's an institution because it mm-hmm. sprung from here. So everybody in their dog knows who this dude is and knows about all this stuff. And the reason I've seen that quadrant thing before is because I used to work with a guy who worked for Covey. And when he came to work for the company I worked for, he was all day showing these charts and this quadrant thing and everything else. Mm-hmm. That's the last time I remember seeing this stuff. So calling him yeah. Buckethead just feels right because because he's just, like your neighbor. Yeah, he's like our neighbor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So no, anyway. I, sorry, that was not nice. He's a nice human, I think. I don't know. He doesn't but, listen um, to the show. We're fine. He's, well, he's I dead. don't even know if he's alive still. He's, he's dead. Maybe, he, died. Maybe. he died. He died. Oh, he died. See, I'm talking about the dead. Junior, Junior's okay, running the the joint now. His son's doing it, and he's he seems all right too. They seem fine. Okay, the Eisenhower. It really is. President Eisenhower, like that's somehow the origin was like he thought of this or really okay. So let's give credit where credit is due. Uh, anyway, so the do now quadrant four. Look at it. We're already avoiding talking about the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the dark so, playground. Yeah. The dark playground. So not important, not urgent. Which would be rest, relaxation, having a good time, right? Yeah. But how many of you listening have done a deep dive into something insane? And afterward felt crappy because you wasted a bunch of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So it's a world thing. quests would fall into this one as well. <laughs> is it possible to have two quadrants taken care of by one dumb video game trope? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I totally. think video games can do all of it. Like they're <laughs> except capable. maybe the, so except let me give you, an, let me give you an example of, yeah. uh, how your rational self and then your, your, um, gratifying instant gratification monkey talk to each other. So this is also in the article, but I'll just read it because it's a perfect example. So the rational part of you says, this is a perfect time to get some work done. The monkey says, nope. Let's watch a bunch of YouTube videos on creatures of the deep sea and then go on to YouTube spiral that takes us through Richard Feynman's talking about string theory and ends with us watching interviews with Justin Bieber's mom. <laughs> then, then we'll, re- then we'll reorganize our to-do list, check sock prices on Amazon, and split up our iPhoto albums into smaller, more specific albums. By then, it'll be two, and we have an appointment at four thirty, so it's too late to really start any work at that point. Yeah, that's the gratification monkey in the mm-hmm. dark playground. Mm-hmm. And it so there we are. Like that's you got a bunch of stuff done, doesn't it? It feels like by the by the time you're 100%. done with all that, you're like, oh, look what I got done today. But yeah, none of which it was I got sock prices. I didn't buy them, but I got the prices. And I you reorganized know? my to-do list. I didn't take anything so, off of them, but uh, it's reorganized. Well, so so everything in your not important, not urgent, just took over all the other things, right? Mm-hmm. So then notice what the the not procrastinator matrix says in quadrant four: delete it, <laughs> right? Like delete it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How do we do that when so much of our, we, and we get so much dopamine from Q4, right? That's where we get our, Ooh, look at what Justin Bieber's mom has to say. <laughs> like how unimportant is that? Like it couldn't be more unimportant, but you got dopamine for 
the reason it was clickbait in the first place, right? So now I've got dopamine. I've spent a bunch of energy. I don't even know what's in quadrant two or three or one, right? So that's tricky. So how you get out of it, the the article will go on and give you lots of um, ways to handle this. Um, I still need to think about it because I feel like I don't know. <laughs> there's also subtypes that are fun to get into. Like there's the um, impostinator matrix. Whoa. And they spend a ton of time in quadrants three and four. Um, and then there's the successinator matrix who does lots of urgent things. <laughs> feels really good about it. You know, it's all horrible James Cameron movies. Yeah. yeah, basically. Really a dark mark. That's his dark playground. Boy, I'll tell yeah. you what. And then real quick, this is the sad one. The disastinators matrix, which is you're just living in quadrant four. Um, panic monster doesn't get you going anymore. You're just kind of, it's just depression time. I feel like, Things quit. is it always, well, hmm. Can it be a, can it be a happy place? Like I know some people have gotten like, you know, to a place where they used to be this like quadrant one person or the, you know, just all the urgent and all the important all the time. And if it wasn't happening, he was on it and he'd get there. But then he hit a certain, I don't know, age or stage or something. Yeah. He just went, yeah, I don't Called care. your endocrine system. It stops doing it for you. He just quit caring. <laughs> now yeah. he's now he's in quadrant four and seems quite happy there. <laughs> like it doesn't seem to bother him that he's just sort of hanging out there. Is that a possible outcome that it's that Absolutely. that person's happy? Okay. You can't be in quadrant one all the time. No. You have to go to quadrant four. But think of what the difference is. And you know the difference when you have taken care of some important things and you feel good about so the voice in your head that's telling you you suck and you're lazy and you're never going to have a 401k or whatever. Can It quiets down. Yeah. Right? And then you can go to quadrant four and have a happy playground. Our problem is the happy playground turns into the dark playground when it's used to medicate or soothe away all the things that you know, those voices are saying because you didn't accomplish any of the things. Hmm. Yeah. And one big caveat, if yeah. we were in, an, in a different side of the world and planet, maybe this accomplishing and doing is a, it's a frame of mind that is just so Western and so toxic anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, well, I'm only good if I do. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's some of the debunking of all of this from a psychological perspective, it's like those voices didn't come out of nowhere. They, they were trained in us and whether from our own families or the culture we grew up in, or even just the way school operates. I mean, I look at my, my middle schooler who sitting on my couch with his feet up eating Cheetos while listening to a class. And I think he skipped right to college. Like what's (laughs) happening? So I don't know where this goes, but I do wonder if there's a, if there's some magical thing that could come out of this where there is some maybe flexibility in the do accomplishment brain. I remember resenting, I remember extra resenting high school time when I started taking college courses and realized that it was such a relaxed affair. Like it's Mm -hmm. so much different. Like in high school, it was like, sit up, don't you gum. You're walking too fast. You're going to a detention, buddy. Like all this stuff constantly, bam, 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 bam. And then you get there and you go, oh, I can sort of not even come to this class if I don't feel like it. And also, <laughs> exactly. 
Like it's just it's, such yeah. a change. Once you have to make those decisions on your own, yeah. boy, everything feels so our, optional. So our <laughs> instant gratification monkeys go crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. Because suddenly you get to control these things that weren't controlled for you. But then people go, well, why am I now 42 and I still can't? It's because the instant gratification monkey was sort of never, you, you kept following it around, right? Like there has to be a <laughs> some shift and that's, you know, and that's why it's a billion dollar industry to tell people how to be productive, right? Yeah. It's because we all struggle with this because every one of us has the same basic brain structures. Right. Some of us just don't get, dragged as far along by the instant gratification monkey others do you know yeah so anyway i don't really know any of the answers i just thought it'd be fun to talk about yeah it's fun to, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> so wait all this we don't have a solution there's no well, quick being fix. aware of it being aware of it is the be is aware. solution that's okay. my answer to everything right okay now. so just we're in quadrant two on that the awareness quadrant right wouldn't you say mm-hmm. like, yeah where mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's important aware. it's important right. but not urgent that's what we just did today so what we need to do is to delegate it to, are we going to need to decide, not delegate it to some future us. We need to decide when are we going to deal with our procrastination? Yeah. <laughs> and I want to call, um, what'd you call him? Instant gratification monkey. Yeah. I, I want to call him masturbation gibbon. Can I call him that? Because oh, for some reason you, when you say that I picture like an old nature documentary with some horny monkey in a tree and that's all he does yeah. all day. That's kind of what you're describing as one of those guys. Well, let's let's just take this from an evolutionary standpoint for a second. What does a monkey need to do to be successful? <laughs> Reproduce, eat, and uh, calculate the perfect arc of throwing feces <laughs> to be able to hit the. Uh, yep, and maintain its, its yeah, maintain its position in the culture, which includes sometimes just impulsive everything. Yeah. Everything's impulsive. Yeah. So. That's true of so many it's true of so many animals, right? It's so much about impulse and instinct and everything else. But there's something about when a monkey's doing it, because we look at a monkey and go, eh, it's got opposable thumbs and uh, it's us. It's kind of us. <laughs> it's a hairy us, right? Mm-hmm. It's a hairy right. us. And it's you gave you give a monkey a giant prefrontal cortex, they are us. Yeah. And that's yeah. our difference. So our prefrontal cortex is fighting all the time against this monkey. Yeah. yeah. But we tend to make we tend to hamstring it because we um have also figured out how to give ourselves dopamine without any effort. Yeah. <laughs> right? We can just push buttons, we can open a snack bag. I mean, yeah. You know, we've we've just followed that monkey pretty far. Yeah, so. more like that rat with the cheese button. Just keep pushing that button. Gotta get that cheese hit. <laughs> uh, all right, well done. Always fun, and uh, we'll uh, do this next week. And uh, for those asking, I've had a lot of people ask during the week how uh, our mother's doing. She's doing. She's doing good. She's uh, mostly annoyed when people visit her and don't bring food. Uh, mm-hmm. That's mainly that thing. That Chick Fil A. Yeah. She is starving in there. Well, it's just healthy food, but she is like sneaking. You name it. Every time I've talked to her, she's got a mouthful of. Some kind of local yeah. fast food. Yeah, it, it's kind of not great. I mean, because I don't no. think these are good habits for her return home. But like Misha showed up there yesterday, I think it was, with no with no fast food this time, and she was all yeah. mad at it. It's the first thing she said. Where's the food? You didn't bring any food. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, she's hungry. So, it's yeah. like a forced diet that's like killing her. Um, <laughs> but here's what's great: when I saw her, her swelling was almost completely gone, yeah, and she looks great. She. It was hilarious. She knows everything about everyone in there. Yeah. 
she's like, well, there's this guy. He's got a silver ponytail. He's worked here for 25 years. He lives a couple blocks away. He walks to work every day. I'm like, mom, do they know you're listening? She's like, <laughs> and it's, and it, you can imagine when you're working around 83 year olds who had brain surgery, you're not overly cautious with what you're saying. And, but mom has memorized everyone's entire life. It's yeah. freaky. So I, I'm going to warn you, if you work there, people, drop your mouth. My mom is listening. She's telling me, and I'm now sharing it with everyone on this show. Yeah, why not? She'll <laughs> never hear it. Here's the funny thing, though. Uh, the other one, I was in there, and I brought her some food. Uh, I didn't tell anyone this story, but a guy came in toward the end of my visit, and that was kind of my cue to get out of there. But they had somebody who showed up who said he was the spiritual consultant at the hospital. Like uh, St. Mark's has like a whole... Uh, ecclesiastical thing and they're and it's like non-denominational but they just are they wanted to see how you're you know how are you feeling emotionally and spiritually and all this sort of stuff so he was telling her that and going so that's what we do we're here to you know just see if you have any any needs and she goes did you bring any nuggets she's like <laughs> she's like looking at me like is what does that mean and i just laughed i'm like oh my gosh mom freaking out. yes but they're spiritual yeah she gives I've no read spiritual nuggets. She's all out of poop to give. Of spirit. Yeah. <laughs> That's I hilarious. I don't think mom gives a crap anymore about anything. She just wants the nuggets. She just wants nuggets. I mean, she wants hot It nuggets. does have an addictive substance that makes you crave it fortnightly. <laughs> nice reference. Well, I have to say it's slow. Yeah, I have to say it's slow so I don't try and do a terrible accent. So I have to say but it. You need, to, you need to end it with jackass or yeah, whatever jackass. it is. <laughs> Smart arse or whatever he says. Yeah. All right. Uh, good stuff, as always. Uh, check out realsteps.org, uh, everybody, while you're uh, in the mood for improving your life, because there's lots yeah. of that going on. Anything else you want to say about that? We're good. Anything else? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Enjoy your lives. And try singing in a blizzard. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Sing in a blizzard, everybody, because you're going to sure. it's going to happen. And if you work at Blizzard Entertainment, sing there. Just sing right in the <laughs> office. We'll see you later. Bye now. All right. Excellent. That was good stuff. That was good. Uh, I, these uh, these uh, procrastinators matrixes though remind me of Windows, and um, that, that stresses me out. <laughs> Windows like Windows like Microsoft X, Windows, yeah, like original the, the Windows, horrible colors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. I want a prettier version of this. This is really ugly. Yes, big thick blocky lines, crappy font. This is not good. But I will procrastinate ever making my own. All right. Brian, we're going to leave now and uh, call it good. Now, here's the deal. Tomorrow, we're going to do TMSPM a little early, about a half an hour early. Um, Brian's got some plans. Because we want to work around it. Yep. So yes. only it's only half an hour. Be there at 3 instead of 3.30 Mountain Time. It's a, for, it's a birthday uh, present that Tina's unaware of. Right. <laughs> is, us, is me ending uh, or is doing a TMSPM early. So blame me. Blame, blame Brian. Me. B B B is what we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be tomorrow, and uh, we are doing one though. So come on back and be a part of that. I think Dan will be on. That'll be fun. I want to talk to him about a game called The Captain Is Dead. Oh yeah, which I also just got digitally, and so I'm really curious about his take on the board game. So Ooh, we'll talk about all that yeah. tomorrow on TMSPM. I played uh, it. Uh, oh, you have? Have you? Mm-hmm. The, the, the the tabletop version. Oh, very nice. I want, that's what I want to get is a take from you and him on whether these are well i mean i guess you'd have to play the digital to know but i'm just curious how adherent it is to the original i don't know the art styles were yeah. really cool and i'm totally digging it so far but that's cool is it on mobile or steam or steam what? Uh, right steam? i think it's yeah. on other stuff that i got on steam i don't think it's on mobile. <laughs> i could only hear it as uh fly to the concords that humans are dead <laughs>
Talking about Zardad. I love that one. <laughs> I do too. Uh, that's it. Patreon.com slash TMS is how you get that extra show a week plus bonus content every day. Go check it out. And also, uh, if you need everything else, just to contact us or whatever, go to frogpants.com slash TMS. Let's get out of here with some music. Brian, what do you have? Yes. Uh, Yanni wrote in and said, uh, hi. I'm sorry, Laurel. Oh, I, ah, I see what you uh, did. Said, hi guys, I'd like to make a song request for on or around my birthday, February 1st. I've been a real 90s music mood, in a real 90s music mood, and Weezer's Blue album was a big one for me. So any cover song from that album would be great. You are awesome. Thanks for the good vibes all these years. Signed, Laurel. Uh, You're in luck because um, a couple years ago, 2019, as part of the Sounds Delicious uh, Turntable Kitchen series... Jen Champion recorded a track-by-track cover of Weezer's Blue Album, and it's excellent. It's so good. She's uh, she's got such a unique sound, kind of um, ED, not not EDM, but electronic influenced, and um, really clear vocals with a lot of reverb and stuff. I don't know. It's it's I totally dig it. So she did the whole Blue Album in 2019 as part of this Jen Champion. So um, rather than do something like. Uh, uh, Buddy Holly or In the Garage. Let's do this one. This is No One Else by Jen Champion from the Blue Album. All right. We'll see you guys uh, Monday. The rest of y'all uh, have a great weekend. Oh, Film Sack this weekend too. On Sunday though, this week. Sunday. That's right. So watch for that. Twelve monkeys. That's right. We'll see yes, you Yes, he says monkeys. Twelve. Des- no, that's 16. Decahedron uh, dos, monkeys. Dos, uh, dos. dos equis monkeys. <laughs> no. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez, diez y uno, diez y dos. No, it's there's a it's like a doce. Doce is it doce? Doce. Popeye, Popeye, like Popeye, not Popeye, like Popeye. Doce? Oh, it's like Popeye. All right, like Popeye, uh, not like Popeye. <laughs> thanks, everyone. We'll see you then. My girl's got a big mouth with which she blabbers a lot. She laughs at most everything. Whether it's funny or not And if you see her Tell her It's over now I want a girl Who will laugh for no one else When I'm away She puts her makeup on the shelf See her, tell her 
Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You can click on old ladies Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit botoxcosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.